1: We are, we are,
0: we are
1: cultivate. cultivate, 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 cultivate,
2: cultivate, cultivate. We are
0: cultivate.
2: Pineapple Pizza podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world.
0: These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Check this out. So you know how Joel got the 3D printer, mm-hmm. so he printed the this little pineapple. Aww. And I asked him to do it, and he has a, a color change, so it's all green right now. But watch this. I'm gonna see if this will work. Oh, cool! So now it's yellow and green. Isn't that fun? That's awesome. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. I'm gonna hang it in my car or something. But I just think that's so fun. That's really I love fun. It. <laughs> He's like, what do you want me to print? I said, print me a fucking pineapple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today's special is South African Mythology. I'm your hostess, Ashley, and with me today, as always, are the inimitable and intoxicating Emily and Lindsay. Ooh,
2: those are some fancy words. Yeah. I don't know what the first one means, but I know what intoxicating (laughs) means.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I whipped out the $5 words and I didn't mess them up, even though I don't remember the last time I wasn't tired. (laughs) Uh inimitable means that you cannot be imitated.
2: Oh, this is true. So you're
0: one of a your kind. You're an original, my dear.
2: I'm gonna have it's very true. I'm gonna have that put on my tombstone.
0: True facts. <laughs> and
1: your kids are gonna be like, I don't know what it means.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> little uh, print. <laughs> I think what she wanted us to print was phenomena <laughs> Do, 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 do. Is that right
2: I think she made up this word. We're just going to put whatever we want.
0: Gibberish. (laughs) Sounds good to me. That's how I'd like to be remembered, is gibberish. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I did the best that I could with the history for this one. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm about to mess up a bunch of biology, and Emily is going to be like, we're not friends anymore, but (laughs) I want to try my best. I want to try my best, because you know what? There's a lot of evolution happening in this part of the world, and I wanted to try to include that because I think it's important, but also we know I'm not good at science.
1: Oh, okay. To be fair, I only know a little bit of biology. There's a whole bunch of biology that I have no idea about, so you might teach me something today.
2: She just knows a lot about nuts.
0: (laughs) She does. She knows so much about nuts. Emily is a nut library. (laughs) She
2: is the Lorax of nuts. nuts. (laughs) Oh, good God. I speak for the nuts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that is really accurate on multiple levels.
0: (laughs) It's a salty job, but someone's got to do it. Uh, I'm going to try so hard. I'm so sorry. All scientists who might be listening, to this, I just—I'm really sorry, but I tried. All right, let's do it. While South Africa's earliest modern human inhabitants can be traced back about a hundred thousand years, its prehistory extends back even farther into the depths of the past. In fact, scientific discoveries in this region. Whoa, that sentence got way (laughs) far afield. Let's let's try this again. I can do it. In fact, scientific discoveries in the region that now makes up the country of South Africa. I skipped a word. (laughs) Show this area was an important center of human evolution. So I'm going to try my best to kind of demonstrate that. Let's all just understand I don't know what a lot of these things mean even though I tried super hard, so let's do it. Since at least two and a half million years ago, Australopithecines, yes, I think that's pretty close to being right, inhabited this region. While this subtribe of the oh god, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> hominini, I can't, that's too many knees. Hominini, I think that's pretty close. It's hominids, okay? <laughs> I tried to be cute and put scientific words in here, but my Latin is rusty AF. <laughs> it is like a saw that was left out in the rain for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're a subtribe of hominids, and while they're now technically extinct although they have relatives that are still alive obviously Mm. um most scientists agree that the genus homo aka the genus to which humans belong emerged from within the australopithecines in africa about two million years ago literally i mean we came into being about two million years ago in africa and that's real cool it is really cool hmm
1: We had a lot of relatives over there.
0: We did. This was like the chimpanzee-human split. It happened. We don't really know when exactly, but it was about two million years ago. And that's pretty cool. Whenever that monolith showed up. <clears throat> yep. And then one of the monkeys hit another monkey with a tool. Oh, wait, no. That's Stanley Kubrick. I'm making things up again. <laughs>
2: Something with a bone being thrown up in the air.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then there was like some loud music in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not not two million years ago. And to be very clear, I've seen two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. They're very different things. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, what I'm basically saying, in words that make sense to me, is that if we go back far enough, all of us can trace our genealogical roots back to these guys, and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Archaeological discoveries made in the Klysis River caves date modern human settlement in the country of South Africa to approximately 125,000 years ago, and that's during the Middle Stone Age. That's a long time. It is. People were straight up building actual settlements 125,000 years ago. That's cool. And
1: probably even before that, that's just some of the earliest record in the area.
0: Yeah, and that's modern human settlements. Mm -hmm. There was stuff before that. So this is just what we would recognize as a modern human settlement. Now, the descendants of these Middle paleolithic peoples are believed to be the Khoikhoi and san tribes sometimes collectively referred to as koi because white people feel like it's cool to rename stuff if that means we can make less of an effort to understand those things
2: and we love to hyphenate things
0: it's a portmanteau there are
1: very closely related tribes
0: yeah they are why
1: i think they hyphenated it but yeah
0: it's not actually hyphenated, it's smushed together into one word. Because we were like, yep, that's the same thing. Yeah, the koik
1: like to raise cattle and the san are more bushmen.
0: Why are you jumping ahead, in my hands? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> While it's true these tribes are genetically related and had strong cultural similarities. Like Emily just said, (laughs) by spoiling my thunder, the Koi Koi, um, they were pastoral and they herded a lot of animals while the San were hunter-gatherers. Now, it probably already kind of makes sense what I'm about to say based on what I just told you. But because of that, the Koi Koi tended to be more settled. Mm Mm-hmm while the sun tended to be more nomadic because they're mm-hmm. gonna wander and look where the the game and the produce and such can be found because they're right. hunter gatherers. That just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there were differences, but we were like, nope, same thing. Smush it together. We're done. That's how we roll. Now that brings us up from about hundred and twenty five thousand years ago to about twenty five hundred years ago right. I skipped a bunch of stuff.
1: It's only a, a little jump. Okay.
0: It's a hop, skip, and a jump. Yep. All right. I like it. I'm into it. All right. So now during the second and first centuries BCE, that's before Common Era, uh, the Bantu expansion took place. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's one of the major demographic movements in human prehistory. A.K.A. in regular people language, it was a series of mass migrations of the Bantu-speaking peoples, which caused them to spread out from, like, a cluster, Mm -hmm. kind of in, like, the west-central Africa area where there are a lot of lakes. They spread out from there over time throughout most of sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. Now, if you're like, why would you do that? Like, Great Lakes, that sounds pretty cool. Well, you would do that if you had too many people and you're subsistence farmers and you need more reliable rainfall and soil that hasn't been depleted so you can keep growing crops. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they were doing. Of course, in moving south, their advancement ended up pushing the koi koi in particular and their herds to more arid areas, which is not cool. But that's how human life works. Yeah, We're like, hey. You've got resources. Those are some nice resources. I'm going to take them.
1: I could really use that.
0: These are mine now. I licked it. (laughs) (laughs) It's mine. (laughs) You got to move over there. Now, um, when we're talking about Bantu-speaking peoples, I can't stress enough that that's like a lot of tribes. We're not talking about one group of people. This is a lot of different groups of people whose language all derives from the same mother language uh-huh. or mother tongue. I just wanted to say mother tongue. <laughs> <And I'm sorry. laughs> um, but we do still have these groups around today, like as in their ancestors in South Africa today are the Zulu, the Kosa, the Swazi, and the Indabella peoples. And it's from these Bantu-speaking descendants that this week's story comes. So it's like, ah, we're finally getting there. We're almost to the part where I tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of butchering a bunch of science that I don't understand. <laughs> um, Generally speaking, again, this is a lot of tribes. So what I'm about to say is not true for every single one of them. But generally speaking... Bantu religions do not have a creation myth the way we would think of a creation myth. When I say that, I mean they don't have a story that explains how everything came into being. Okay. They believe the universe and animals are eternal and have always been here. And if you believe that, then there's no way to tell a story about how they came into being because that doesn't make any sense. They've Mm -hmm. always been here. So what Bantu peoples do have that would qualify as sort of a creation story is they have the creation of man. But even that they don't do the way that we might think of it because they have specific creation stories about how tribes came to be. Oh, okay, Like the father or the mother of this tribe or that tribe came to be. It's not all of mankind came to be in this one specific way that's interesting i think that's cool that is cool yeah
1: so it's like a a group
0: it's cool because it's less incestuous um (laughs) but also just because we're like hey we're humans we're allowed to be different some of us came from different places maybe that's why we're not all exactly the same and i think that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. it's better than being like hey we're all one big lump of clay done Mm -hmm. but you know That's just me. Maybe you prefer the clay story.
2: You just get thrown at a wall. Person. Person.
0: (laughs) Let's be honest. If we go way back to when I was talking about that clay myth, I'm definitely one of those weird misshapen blobs that she just (laughs) flung because she was like, I don't have time to make all these perfect little people anymore. (laughs) What are you gonna do? Nothing. Some of us have to be blobbies. (laughs) Okay. So I have butchered enough science today we're gonna go ahead and call it here um so we are finished with our appetizers and i will be back with the main course right after this break (laughs) subscribe
2: follow subscribe patreon
0: (laughs) sean
1: (laughs) enjoying the meal consider leaving us a rating and review on apple pod chaser good pods or spotify it's free and it helps our little restaurant get noticed by others with your spectacularly good taste
0: if you want to help support the restaurant you can rock some of our merch from our Tea public shop or buy us a fresh slice on buy me a coffee because we can never get enough
2: if you simply can't get enough pineapple pizza become a donor on patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits we have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget
0: Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. You can find all the links to our social media,
1: streaming platforms, and support pages in the show notes and on PineapplePizzaPodcast.com.
2: That's PineapplePizzaPodcast.com.
0: And we're back. I hope you're hungry because it's time for our main course. Now, before I launch into this bad boy, I'm going to do a real quick disclaimer that i felt like it was important to throw in here i kind of already touched on how this story has roots in the bantu speaking peoples and how they're all different okay that means all of them have different names for their creator god and i'm not gonna try to mix those and match them or just pick one because it seems arbitrary if i just pull one out of a hat And also, I can't pronounce some of them because I suck at life. So (laughs) I'm just going to call it God. And I want everyone to just, like, try not to be too angry at me. It's just easier to call it God or the creator than to interchange all these different creator God names. Most of which had a lot of syllables, and I couldn't consistently say them right. That's fair. There are lots of ooh sounds, and they sound cool, but then I make too many ooh sounds it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. I, I did okay, kinda like when I tried to say the Latin for hominids, I make too many of the same sounds. So when I should repeat the sound like twice, I say it like three or four times, and I'm like, that's right, right? Hominid Hominid That's our time so I'm about to tell a story. It's gonna be good. In the beginning, God intended for the life of each human to be unending, stretching onward into the vastness of eternity. But mankind had no concept yet of life, death, or time. And since God had never communicated directly with humans, they were unaware of their immortality. And so God asked, the chameleon, to carry to humanity the message that their lives would be infinite. The chameleon, honored to be tasked with such an important matter, gladly accepted God's mission and set out on a journey to deliver this message.
1: That would have been a really slow journey, (laughs) because of the way they rock back and forth when they walk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they have a really weird gait. If you've never watched a chameleon walk I'm going to need to ask you to get on YouTube right now and just check it out. Because, like, I feel like it's one of the most awkward gates I've ever seen.
1: It has to take forever to get anywhere.
0: It's like up there with the sloth,
2: how they kind of, like, drag themselves Mm -hmm. if they're on land. Yeah.
1: Where else are... Oh, I guess trees. I was like, what are you, putting a (laughs) sloth in the ocean or something if they're on land?
2: They can swim, but... I wouldn't leave them in water for a long time.
0: <laughs> <I'd> they <get> tired. You <laughs> <Too> slow. <laughs> fun fact um and this might be not even true i don't know i should probably double check it but i'm not going to pretty sure i read somewhere once that when the female sloth is in heat she just screams really loudly and it can be heard from very far away i think that's oh, God, true that's
2: amazing i think that's true i'm
0: pretty sure that's true I'm pre-
2: i have heard that as well so i'm pretty sure that's true
0: At one time, I was best friends with someone who loved sloths, and she used to tell me lots of things about sloths. So, who knows? But I'm pretty sure that's true. So, uh, as Emily predicted, that chameleon is going to be slow as fuck. So, (laughs) that's going to be a big deal. Alright, so as the chameleon walked on, you know, with its weird little wobbly lumpy gait... His legs began to grow tired and I his bet. stomach started to grumble. So though he knew his message was of great importance he began to question what the hurry really was <laughs> since mankind oh, no. nope since mankind is going to live forever. Like surely it wouldn't hurt if he stopped to take a much deserved rest and ease the pain in his stomach by eating some insects the story said berries i don't know if chameleons really eat berries but maybe they do so uh, insects and berries just in case i think they can eat some berries but primarily i think they eat bugs it's mostly bugs i
2: do trees so i don't know (laughs) they just eat a bunch of nuts
0: Can we just, okay, can someone just pull out the (laughs) clip of Emily saying, I do trees? No.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) That's right. Put that on a t shirt. (laughs) Emily is
0: a dendrophiliac. (laughs) You heard (laughs) it here first. (laughs) Oh, good God. It was going to happen sooner or later. (laughs) So he was basically like, I'm hungry. No, I'm tired. I want to take a break. They're going to live forever, so <laughs> not important. No big. It's not like God made this be priority mail overnight <laughs> delivery. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, he was like, all right, I'm going to take a little rest here, and I will be more uh, reinvigorated after I fill my tummy and take a little nap. Um, So he chose to take some rest and fill his stomach. And that turned into a lot longer of a rest than was initially planned. That is so relatable. (laughs) so relatable. Eat
1: and sleep. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That was me this morning, and then we had to record an hour later than we were supposed to. I was this chameleon today. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But, you know. Several hours later, his tiny little legs felt completely restored, and he was like, All right, I better get going. So he started walking again. <laughs> I think you know what's going to happen. He's going to get hungry. Uh huh. And he's
1: going to eat, <laughs> and then he's going to sleep again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Several hours later, the chameleon's like, Oh, hey. My tummy hurts again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungry. Uh, He tried to ignore it at first, but then he realized that his strides were getting shorter and his legs were getting tired. And then he was like, you know, just doesn't make sense to keep walking when I'm going so slow now, when I could take a rest and eat some food, and then I'll probably walk faster after that.
1: 'Cause he was so speedy to begin with. Yes. I bet all that rocking's
2: hard on the joints.
1: Probably. All that
2: rocking? Walking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that looks a little inappropriate, Lynn's.
0: It does. <laughs> but I'm
2: but I'm moving my shoulders, so you know I'm I'm walking.
0: <laughs> Is that what walking means? Like,
1: like one of those cartoons with the really lanky arms going down the street.
2: Like Goofy walking like, down the street.
0: <laughs> oh, <yes>. Yuck. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So the chameleon, not Goofy, but he'd probably get along well with Goofy. The chameleon thought to himself, what could it possibly hurt if I were to take a small break to restore my strength? After all, mankind's days are unlimited. So surely another small delay would not matter. So though he knew how important his task was, the chameleon took another break and decided to rest his aching legs for a few hours and eat some tasty bugs to ease his hunger. But the thing is, it took longer than last time for the pain in his tiny legs to completely ease And he wound up resting twice as long as he had the last time. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is called procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot about it because I do it all the time. (laughs) When at last he felt ready, the chameleon set off once more. And this time he was like, you know what? New strategy. What do you think the strategy is going to be?
1: Hmm. Is he going to give himself little breaks every so often?
0: What do you think, Lindsay?
2: Is he going to try and, like, ride on somebody's back to get there faster?
0: Oh, my God. That would have been such a good plan. <laughs> but no, he's going to do Emily's thing, and he's going to take more frequent mini breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to work
2: out. (laughs) (laughs) Solid plan. Solid.
0: Sound reasoning. Mm -hmm. It's a good call, little guy. So he was like, all right, if I stop intermittently to eat, instead of just trying to power through for as long as I can, maybe I'll take a greater number of little breaks and I'll make better time. Yeah. That's not going to work because I've been there, but it's fine. It's a sound idea. But as he grew more and more weary from his long travels, those little itty-bitty baby breaks started to get a little bigger. (laughs) A little bigger and a little bigger until the chameleon was resting more hours of the day than he was walking.
1: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can relate.
0: (laughs) Hard same. (laughs) Aren't we all this chameleon? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not even
2: walking to tell the human race (laughs) that they're going to live forever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But because he was taking the intermittent breaks, took him a little while to realize how bad he had messed up and how much more time he was spending resting versus journeying. Probably didn't help that he wasn't wearing a watch. You know, they don't make good watches for chameleons. Not reliable ones. Mm -mm. Yeah, poor little guy. So by the time he realized how much he'd messed up, it was like, what? Too late. (laughs) (laughs) Because God had sent another messenger to mankind. Uh, This time he sent a lizard. Aww.
1: Okay, so scuttling little lizard. They're a little faster, yeah. A
0: little bit of a scuttle. Scuttle shuffle Because here's what happened guys While the chameleon was walking Slash taking naps Slash eating bugs And possibly berries We're still not sure Because none of us double checked that (laughs) (laughs) We're just going with the source material While that was happening God was like Hmm I don't know if this is such a good idea (laughs) Just now thanks to that And he started to question whether uh, man should really be immortal, because, like, would the natural world be able to really support that many people, given how quickly mankind was multiplying? Oh, yeah. Like, do we have a logistical problem here? It's basically what God was thinking. Like, maybe I was a little hasty with that (laughs) decree. (laughs) I forgot that
2: they can multiply.
0: Oh, no. I probably should have put fewer aphrodisiacs on the planet. (laughs) He probably didn't say that last part, but I like to think it was subtextual. So God checks to see where the chameleon is. And he's like, hey, this little fucker. I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. Please don't be offended. I don't think anyone really thinks that I think God said that. (laughs) God was like, hey, it's taking him an awfully long time to get there. I can totally fix this. And instead of, like, getting a message to the chameleon that the plan changed, he's like, hey, lizard, come here. So God spoke to the lizard and asked him to deliver a different message. Oh, no. Mankind would not live forever. Instead, each of them would reach a day when their physical body grew old and tired and died. But their spirit would get to live on forever. It's like fair trade. Natural Earth will be okay then because it'll have enough resources. There won't be too many people. And I don't have to be like, just kidding. You're dead. (laughs) That's it. That's all there is. You can live forever forever. But you gotta do it as, like, a little ghosty ghost. Or a big ghosty ghost. I'm not really sure what ghost dimensions are. It's probably different for everybody, right? There's some shrinkage, I would imagine. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) They were in the pool, and that's all that (laughs) matters. I mean, technically, you're losing
1: a lot of mass when you go into spiritual form, so...
0: A little ghosty ghost. You're still probably bigger than a chameleon. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah, so he's like, all right, this is the new message. And the lizard was like, you got a deal. I'm going to deliver this message. And here's the thing. Not only was the lizard naturally faster than the chameleon, he knew that time was not, in fact, unlimited because (laughs) people are going to (laughs) die. And he also knew that there was a messenger who'd already had some time to make progress before him. So he has to cover the same amount of distance and he has less time to do it in. So he's like, oh man, let's put on the eye of the tiger because I'm going to do this.
2: (laughs) Bump, 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 bump. We're ready for a
0: montage. (laughs) Rocky ran up the stairs. Oh, wait, that's a different story. Back to this story. So, yeah, I like to think the lizard was singing Eye of the Tiger to himself as he was making the journey. The lizard set out and he was like, I am only going to rest and eat when absolutely necessary. Because, in fact, we don't have infinite time. I need to get this message there ASAP. And also... I'm gonna make that chameleon look foolish. He probably didn't say that, but I like that version better because I'm competitive. <laughs> <laughs> so while the lizard was also hungry and very tired throughout his journey, he knew he couldn't afford to constantly be resting because he had an important job to do. So he just kept right on going because he had to live up to the challenge of his rival. Ha! I wanted to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well played I thought so none of this Eye of the Tiger stuff is in my notes BTW (laughs) my notes notes are always very serious but like out loud it never works out that way (laughs) I just can't do it so yeah he kept on going he was just trucking along and it did not take that long for him to pass the chameleon who still had no idea anything was going on and he was like hey I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to eat a snack.
1: Which I found out is probably not berries. Oh, so they don't like berries. It says, what do chameleons eat? Feed your chameleon crickets or waxworms daily. See, I knew they ate crickets. Uh, And then it says that some get appropriate greens, such as collards or mustard greens. That's no berries. That's what we feed
2: Quill. Quill eats collard and mustard greens. Well, there you go. And wax worms.
0: I don't know why wax worms is funny, but it is. Apparently, I think it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) They don't burn well. (laughs) Oh, have you tried?
1: (laughs) No. I can just imagine that's gonna smell really
0: bad. (laughs) Just like make sure you (laughs) stick the wick in there (laughs) really (laughs) secretly. Okay, this is getting weird. I should probably get back to this story. (laughs) All right. And so it came to pass that God's second messenger, the swift and steadfast lizard, was the first to reach mankind. When he arrived, The lizard did not delay in saying to them that God had decreed mankind's physical bodies would one day perish. But they would then be allowed to become spirits and live for eternity in the spiritual realm. So it's like, hey, bad news. You're going to die. Good news. You get to be a ghost then. And it'll be cool. You can haunt people. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. In reality, you'll be like an ancestral spirit and people will be like, dear ancestor, please talk to God for me and help me have a good day. And, and then maybe you'll get offerings and stuff. That sounds pretty cool.
1: And you'll be like, these damn young whippersnappers are so disrespectful.
0: When I was your age, we didn't know we were going to die. <laughs> 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 oh, good God. Okay. Okay when the chameleon finally arrived some days later. (laughs) Oh yeah. He attempted to deliver his message to mankind, only to find out God had changed the plan and did not tell him. So when he was like, hey, humans, congratulations, you're immortal. They were like, you stupid chameleon. -uh. We're gonna die. We already know, because the lizard told us. Chameleon is like, what? He starts looking
2: in all directions, and he's like, what do you mean, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Those eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yep. didn't see the lizard.
0: <laughs> they were like, you got your message wrong. Only our spirits are going to live forever. This body is toast, eventually. You don't know anything, Chameleon true you don't know how to tell time probably would have helped you a lot so yeah uh that was the way life was to be not an unending series of days as the chameleon had come to tell humans no instead man already knew that death would be the end of everything as they knew it and so it came to be that humans would die and that's the end of the story humans die the end and then you become a ghost, probably. Question mark. Totally. Do you think
2: if you lose mass when you lose your body, is that why there's so many like kid sized ghosts?
1: <laughs> they actually, sh- they literally shrank. Mm-hmm. And they're not actually yeah, all-
2: children, they're like salty adults that <laughs> shrank too much
1: after <laughs> their bodies died we all know they're demons that's true
0: demons yeah. i also believe the demons thing
1: <laughs> come play with us Mm-mm. would
0: you like to play
1: a game no thank you no no we would not i hate games all right, so anyway
0: <laughs> i don't like fun you get out of here <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, none of that is part of the story humans die. That's the end of the story. <laughs> and we are <laughs> we are finished with our main course, so let's take a short break. You hear me, chameleon? Short break before we bring out the dessert, not a long break.
1: No berries. 3 hours <laughs> later.
0: <laughs> I have been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, Loki. Oh, Loki.
1: Hello, and welcome to Cause of Death. My name is Jackie Moranti. I've been studying infectious disease for 14 years in various research settings. I have a Bachelor's of Science from Colorado State University in Microbiology, Immunology, and Virology. I've worked with diseases like tuberculosis, SARS-1, and SARS-CoV-2, better known as COVID-19. And I've worked with EHV-1. It's my feeling that if we look back at the pandemics of the past, we may be able to better handle the pandemics of the future. The problem is, we have to learn our lessons first. Come along with me while I tell you about the pandemics, the epidemics, and the outbreaks, and how we never seem to learn our lesson.
0: And we're back. I hope you saved a little room for dessert, because it's time to bring it out. It's not going to be chocolatey. I'm sorry.
1: It's not going to be buggy either, is it?
0: Maybe a little. Oh, okay. Protein. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a little protein in the mix. All right, so we've talked about reptiles sort of being linked to death before, mainly because I was like, hey, what's the deal with snakes? (laughs) Why are they always hanging out with Hades? (laughs) That's right, Jerry Seinfeld. Everyone can ask what's the deal with things, not just you. But what I wanted to do was kind of look a little more specifically at reptiles and, like, the actual origin of death, which is what this story pretty much is. It's like, hey, I picked two messengers to tell people about how their life is going to go. They're both reptiles. And also... The second one is going to tell you that I decided you have to die because you guys are <laughs> populate. Like, you're making too many babies. Calm down. And I think we all know the bigger one that I'm going to get to in a second here because it's the one that in Western culture, you're immediately you're like, oh, yeah, I know where you're going with this. But I found another really cool one that I liked a lot. So in Oceania... It was believed that people lived forever, but they did so by shedding their skins like snakes. Ew.
1: Don't like that. Nope. Oh, God. If you walked into a room and you thought somebody was sleeping in bed and it's just their skin on the bed. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Thank laughs> God. If that's how your kids grew, Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. You
2: get all chalky first. And the-
1: <laughs> god the lotion business would be booming
0: i mean isn't it already <laughs> okay so you would live forever but you had to shed your skin like a snake but that all comes to an end when someone and in most versions of the story it's an old woman but not always but we'll stick with the old woman because that makes it easier so it's goes on that way until one day an old woman is attempting to shed her skin which upsets her grandchildren because they don't recognize her when her old wrinkly skin starts to fall away they're like oh no you're not my grandma anymore what's happening Mm -hmm. so they get so upset that she decides that she's just gonna stay in her old skin and that means she ends up dying and that's the beginning of death.
1: That is a very grandma thing to do. I don't want to upset the grandkids.
0: Here's some snack well cookies and
2: some Fig Newtons. I'm going to keep my old skin.
0: Have a butterscotch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got some Werther's in my pocket.
0: Would you like a German mint? <laughs> So, yeah, um, it turns out if small children cry loudly enough, sometimes people will be like, you know what? I'll just die. It's fine.
2: Facts. It,
0: it tracks to me. I mean, I'm like, oh, that's an awful lot of noise you're making. I don't want to be here for that.
2: I'm going to go over here and die. Thanks. Bye.
0: Actually, I have that reaction to a lot of uh, human interaction. I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I just stay over there and wait this out until I die. (laughs) It's better this way. But yeah, I thought that one was kind of cool because it's like, oh, you can live forever if you shed your skin like a reptile, but if you stop, then you die. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. And also, I had never heard that one before until I was doing the research for this episode. So I was like, that's real cool. I need to put that in there. Me either. And of course, the second one is probably the one most people were anticipating I was going to go to immediately, which is the biblical version of How Death Starts. So if you don't know this story, somehow hey, congratulations, because I wish I could avoid this story. I've heard it many times, and every single time I'm like, yes, women are the worst. We get it. Mm -hmm. You can calm down now. But congratulations on somehow avoiding the story. You can turn the episode off, and I won't even be offended. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm talking about, you know, the biblical story of Adam and Eve. So in the Bible, in the Old Testament... God creates Adam and Eve, and they're, like, all happy and all that good shit, and they're living in the Garden of Eden, and he's like, you guys can do whatever you want, but you can't eat anything off of that one tree right there. Because that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he points to it and he's like, you can't have any. No fruit for you. Not from that tree. You're not allowed to
1: ask questions.
0: Nope. No critical thinking for you. Just make babies. Mm -hmm. Pop them out that's your job. And then one day, a snake comes to Eve in the garden and convinces her to eat the fruit from the tree. She does so, and then she immediately takes all this knowledge into herself and understands a lot more about life and death and the world. And then she convinces Adam to eat from it, too, because, again, apparently we're terrible influences and you shouldn't trust women. And why are you listening to this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) We are unholy demons and we will try to get you to eat fruit. And join our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe. (laughs) yeah um anyway adam also eats it and then god's like yeah i know you guys ate from the tree so as punishment you're gonna die now (laughs) you don't get to live forever anymore you die and then as a special side dish to women because we're the worst It's going to now hurt to push out a baby because apparently somehow before now, it didn't hurt to squeeze a big thing like that out of a hole that's only like 10 centimeters wide, but it's fine. Now it hurts. Doesn't just drop out of you like an egg. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Oh, that would make things so much easier, though. It would.
0: Wouldn't it, though? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But yeah, so it's like, this is an actual thing. This is like a thing that exists in human culture. We have this idea, probably still because of that overarching idea of reptiles as being like a liminal animal that kind of exists in a space between life and death. We have this idea that when death gets introduced into mankind, which like, quick pause, why do all these stories be like, humans were immortal, we were going to live forever? Right? To me, that's really weird. Um, If I were a person and I just noticed around me that things died, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's going to happen to me too. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I would just assume that that's going to be the case. But that's probably what actually happened. And then they were like, okay, well, we need to figure out why this happens. Let's tell a story. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that we've kind of fixated on this idea of like serpents and worms and things of that nature being this liminal creature that connects death and life together. So it's like if it's going to get introduced to us somehow, because before this, we're the best, we're never going to die. We're so good. Um, Then it has to come from one of these creatures somehow. And I kind of like with the Bantu story. Because there's a bunch of different versions of this, which anytime you have oral tradition stories, we always talk about how there are a bunch of different versions, yeah, so there's a version which I really like, but I was like don't don't tell this one as the main story. <laughs> there's a separate version where the lizard is just eavesdropping. <laughs> on the conversation between the chameleon and god and he's like oh hell no like they're not gonna live forever so he just like books it and is like hey you're all gonna die that's cool and then by the time the chameleon gets there they're like wait no we're mortal i don't know what you're talking about and he just kind of steals the show i kind (laughs) of like that version It's not just like, oh, the chameleon was a lazy turd. (laughs) And if he would have just hurried up, we could have all lived forever. It's like, nope, this lizard was not having it. (laughs) He did not want us to stick around for eternity. And he made sure that he was going to cut to the chase.
1: Uh, He already recognized the problem. That was humanity.
0: He was like, nope.
1: Nipping that in the bud.
0: These guys are turds. I don't want them here. I don't want them here forever. Get out it's fair so it turns out if you just beat god to the punch and race to someone and tell them something before the message gets there you can probably rewrite all of life
1: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's weirdly true
0: it kind of people are
1: more likely to believe the first message and that changes their actions Mm -hmm. which changes the end result this is true
0: I was suppressing a burp for a really long time and I thought I was going to die. So I left that (laughs) out real quick. But yeah, no, I think that that, there is something to be said for the message that gets there first being the one that sticks with you. Mm -hmm. That's probably part of the reason why, when we tell people, like, actually, no, it turns out that's not right. We looked into it some more and here's the real data. They're like, nope. Too late. Get out of here, you witch. I already know. But yeah, so I know this week's episode's a little short, but I still have a ton of sources. So I'm going to read through these the best that I can. <laughs> um, to save time, a bunch of pages from Wikipedia. Not going to read through all of those, but we'll have the links in the show notes. Um, a page on the University of Iowa's art and life in Africa, specifically on the Zulu people, a page from cuevasbantu.weebly.com on mythology, a page from Oxford Reference called Ndali and the Chameleon's Message, an article from Livingstone Online by Jared McDonald called South Africans and the Advent of Colonialism. Yes, I was going to put a bunch of stuff about colonialism in there in the Dutch. I was going to say <laughs> some pretty awful things. And then I was like, you know, we don't have time for this because the story is not that long. And you don't want to punish everybody with too much history and no story. So I dialed it back. Um, a page from afroprov.org on origin of death myth of the chameleon and the lizard. And finally, um, a page called Bantu Mythology from ipfs.fleek.co <laughs> That's right. I said fleek. I like it. I didn't do it well, but I said it. <laughs> and it was there. So wait, you found this on fleek? Yes. Yeah, I like it. so anyway that's the story for this week watch out for lizards i guess and possibly chameleons although if you see a chameleon and you think he's gonna give you bad news maybe just throw a bug at him and run away because he's wobbly he's not gonna catch you i'm just kidding chameleons can actually run like 21 miles per hour if they run yeah they can't sustain that for long, but they can run up to 21 miles per hour. So congratulations. I Googled that earlier. That's crazy. And I was like, what? Did you know that the skin that their skin
1: is actually it contains like these little crystals that when they shift them, it changes the way that they refract light and that's how they change their color.
0: I did not. Isn't that cool? That's cool. I feel like chameleons are awesome. And also, I think part of the reason they get a bad rap is because of the skin-changing thing. People associate them with tricksters. That's fair.
1: I always just think of Pascal from Tangled. Yep.
0: He's a little cutie. He's adorable. Fun fact, I actually have a chameleon tape dispenser, and it's like my favorite thing in the whole world.
1: <laughs> is it the two little feet holding it like this?
0: No, the tape is its tongue oh nice so you pull the tongue and that's the tape and also if you put your hands on it it's color changing like your pineapple so even though Yay. it's green you can change it to yellow if you squeeze it nice that's fun and his name is pascal because yes. of tangled <laughs> but also because i feel the name to i feel the need to name everything that i have I'm a weird person. It's not a big deal.
1: People name their cars, so whatever. You can name your tape dispenser. Why not?
0: It's a chameleon. He needs a name. He does. All right. So anyway, that's the episode. (laughs) Does anyone want to share something good before we close things up? I have
1: something good. Sure. Is it the pineapple? No, the pineapple is good. It's cute. But my something good is today is... uh, my four-year anniversary with joel oh happy anniversary thanks it's been four that's amazing so years and i'm very happy and we've had a wonderful day and i'm just crazy in love and it's awesome
0: oh so that's my something good being in love
2: oh you mushy mush.
0: She's like all smiles and people aren't going to know. So I have to narrate that. She looks very happy. She does. I am very happy. She has like a huge, like I would describe it as a goofy smile, which (laughs) to me, oh no, to me, that's, to me, that's what love is. It Mm -hmm. is like goofy. It is really weird because it's like, oh, you found this one human that you like a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. And for some reason that makes you feel really happy. Mm -hmm. It does. Yep. Yeah, Which is weird because I don't like people most of the time. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. She's real happy. I am so happy. My face
1: hurts from smiling. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
0: Go back to remembering that we're all going to die. <laughs> <Aww>.
1: <laughs> and it's our fault. Mm.
0: Yep. Um, my something
2: good. I was debating what I wanted to do. Um, my something good is I kind of reorganized my evil snakes uh, enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie, he's a growing boy. He's not quite one yet. He won't be one till August, where I think he'll be full grown at that point. Um, but he's too big for this like log thing that I had in his enclosure for a while. To the point where like he would loop himself kind of like a figure eight in it, but its butt would like hang out really far Aww. out the back of it. <laughs> so I was like, I need to get you something else so you don't look like uh you've outgrown a sweater or something in your belly showing. So <laughs> I went to Target and have you guys seen those like planters they have that look like people?
0: No. No. What? Okay, so
2: they have. That sounds creepy. <laughs> they're a little creepy. So they have these planters that are a few different sizes and different, like, skin tones. And I bought one that's a little bit bigger um, that I, like, put on its side. So it, the, the inside of this enclosure looks kind of like, like a post apocalyptic landscape. And uh, I put another planter in there. That used to have a house plant in it, but I've repotted it because it got too big. So now he's got this like creepy landscape, and there's some branches that we brought in from outside that he could climb on and stuff. It's cool. I'll take a picture and show it to you guys. But I like how it turned out. Is he living inside of somebody now? He hasn't gone inside <laughs> the person yet. He's been hiding in his <laughs> he's been hiding in his big rock where his um his heat source is. So
1: just sounds so weird he hasn't gone inside the person yet he hasn't gone
2: inside the person yet
0: he's still nesting in his heat source
2: he is (laughs) that's also where he pooped the other day so he literally shit his bed and i had to clean it
0: up (laughs) i was like why would you shit your own bed okay yes but hear me out at least he didn't shit your bed
1: that's true. true that would
0: be worse Not that my dog ever does that, but she did throw up in it the other day and I was real pissed.
1: Ooh, I bet.
0: In her defense, it's not like she tried to throw up on my bed. She just didn't feel well, but that's, it's just like never good when you go to sit down and you're like, there is dog vomit in my bed right now. I almost touched it. It just like, don't. Yeah. No.
2: Kona peed on our bed the other day and I was like, oh my God, how old are you? And I got really mad at her. (laughs)
0: she's 55 years old and her bladder doesn't hold out the way it used to (laughs) all right so i guess it's my turn and i'm like weird because of trauma and garbage so i don't like to talk about my life Ever, Because if something good happens and you tell other people, you jinx it. Everybody knows and it goes away. And then you're sad again. So uh, I don't like to talk about my life on this show. But I think that I am also trying to stop being the person that always expects bad things to happen. <laughs> because that's not good. So... So I also am in love, and I'm really happy right now. I like getting emotional even talking about it, so I'm not going to say a lot because I can't because I'm like a weird private psychopath, but I am really happy right now. I and am I so think for you. I'm so happy for you. I think maybe things are going to be better. Oh, That is awesome. I'm so happy
2: for you.
1: That is very good news.
0: Whew, that's a lot of emotions. <laughs> I'm like
2: tearing up because I'm so happy for you.
0: I am also crying. <laughs> like, if you did not know this about me yet, my co host can attest that anytime I feel any feeling very strongly, I will start leaking water from my eyes. <laughs> so it's not shocking that I'm starting to cry. Um,. Yeah, I'm scared, but I'm happy. Good, all right. On that note, now that I'm crying, (laughs) uh, thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slithery slice. That's not really appropriate because, like, we didn't have a snake, but I like saying slithery slice, so I left it a slithery slice of South African mythology pineapple pizza podcast sweet and cheesy not everyone understands our awesomeness but we're glad that you do question mark